Welcome to the Atlas Air Guns podcast. This is a general discussion and off-topic episode with none other than Triple G Roger Late and Air Gun Supremacy. Everybody likes everybody likes the old uh, black and white. You know what we ought to do is we ought to for EBR get a bunch of shirts with daredevils. Like instead of team center, show up. Instead of team everybody center, everybody show up with uh, Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool we could have like house. a slow a slogan like uh, "I dare you." <laughs> uh, so we were talking about how uh, Christian before you got on Christian we. I mentioned to uh, Roger that you have a .20 cal air gun. Yes, oh. that's uh, my oh. most recent acquisition. And, uh, you oh. know, listen. Oh. Sorry, I just threw it on my mouth a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, no, the thing is, you know, I've always heard both camps on it. And I thought it was time to make up my own mind, you sure. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you have guys on one camp that say that it's the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Then you have other guys like you that apparently don't care for it, and I respect that. But um, I wanted to see for myself what it's all about, and, you know, if it don't work out, I can move it along. Well, the thing is with 2-0 uh, two, uh, Cal, it was, it was hyped to be the best of both worlds, as flat as a 177, as hard-hitting as a 2-2, when in actual fact it was nothing of either. Right. For, well, for me, and in, I used a Theoban Elan. Do you know the Theoban Elan? Beautiful gun. Uh, I'm familiar with the Theoban, not, not the model. All oh, right. Yeah, really lovely gun. And I thought, oh, 2.0 is going to be really good because it's got, you know, both act- the best of, best of both, you know, all the attributes. And the gun I shot had neither of them. And it was like, oh, okay. And it was slower, less accurate, and just wasn't great. And it was like, oh, I mean, I, I, I love 177 for HFT, 12 foot pound is just, yeah, that's, that's brilliant. Um, and if you can master that, then, you know, good luck to you. And, and again, in 2-2, it's even harder because the trajectory, these things, are, I mean, they're walking pace, aren't they? With 12 foot pound with the 2-2, it is, yeah. if, if you shoot and run really quickly, you can beat it to the target. They're so slow. You can catch it. Now, now wait a minute. What when you mentioned two O? Were you shooting full power or are you shooting tw- sub twelve? Oh, sub twelve. Oh, see, I'm shooting at twenty four, twenty five foot pound energy, and yeah. I don't know what distance you're talking about, but I shot a ten round group, ten shot group at thirty five yards, and they all went into a little bitty hole like that. Whoa, that's good. That's good. I mean, yeah, but I mean uh, that foot pan's gonna is yeah, it's gonna be a bunch easier. I, I was shooting. It was, I think it came out at 11.2, 11.3 foot pound. I mean, seriously slow, you know, really yeah, slow. Yeah, I get it. You know, and, and you, can, you can see it. You can see the pellet all the way yeah. up to the top. Oh, sure. And it's like, and oh. I, I get it because I actually uh, have a passion for sub-12. You know, not because of anything other than my circumstances. I mostly shoot at home. I don't have a lot of land where I'm at. And I have neighbors, and uh, it's very effective. You've also got to be quite good. I shoot both the PCP and the Springer platform, uh, with my lowest power being a 5.5 HW30. And I mean, they're spot on. I they and they do the and they do the job. Yeah, oh, that's a uh, 12 foot pound. I think it's an acquired art, and obviously because in England we're we're stuck with it unless you get a firearm certificate. Yeah. Um, and if you do it to a competition, I mean, there's, I don't, I don't actually think there's any high power. Well, there is going to be, but there's not the moment high power air guns like like an EBR Armac type thing. There's nothing really like that for high power air guns. So the majority of people in England shoot twelve for pound, and it's it's great. And, and you know, it, 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 I think to get good takes a while. To get good, good takes a whole bunch of time and a load of practice. That is not a five minute job by any stretch. Because people go, oh, air gun, I'll do that easy, but you know, someone coughs in, 
you know, you're, you're shooting a target here and someone coughs in Wisconsin, yeah, you've got, that's two mil does, you know, do you know what I mean? It's just so, they take so much wind, it's unreal. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is challenging, but like I said, most of the time in my yard, uh, I'm going after a squirrel, shipmunk, and I have neighbors relatively nearby. Sorry, um, I thought you were saying squirrel, chipmunks, neighbors. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be politically correct around here these days. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> how how is it that you get deer in your backyard? Um, it is a suburban area, so there's Georgia is basically a forest that was inhabited. So we have roads and we have houses, but when you look up, all you see is pine trees and brush. So there there are plenty of deer in the suburbs. Now, if you go to Atlanta, which is the metro, the city like London, New York, whatever. No, you don't see deer there, but yeah, you do see them in the city here, in in the suburbs, in my city. Yeah, because I've seen a couple of pictures Christian sent me where there's like a deer in the backyard. I'm like, man, you could just pop that thing. He has a he has an RTI profit, by the way. We were talking about that off uh, recording, Christian. Oh yeah, tell please tell me about that because um, I've seen them. Yeah, but not actually to use. I mean, yeah, it's sort of a manhandle, as it were. Yeah, so I've actually became aware of the RTI uh, quite a while back with um, uh, my buddy Orion. He was looking to buy a new gun, and he had actually put money down on another gun that I told him, no good, that company is crap. So he, we talked about it, and I told him, hey, how about the RTI? It's got this, 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 the other. And he looked at it, he bought one, and um, it wasn't a perfect gun, but the problem is that the company truly does listen to what people are saying, and they actually, they take constructive criticism, they don't get butt hurt. They literally get the criticism and they apply it and say, okay, you don't like this, this works better. If it makes sense to them, they fix it. And the next iteration comes out, so it's externally adjustable, uh, it is caliber uh, swappable, quite easy. I put a little video on that out on my channel. Uh, it is very powerful, but it can be tuned down quite a bit. Uh, what else? It's a bottle gun. I'm not a big fan of bottle guns, but um, you know, it, it can shoot powerful and in quite a few shots with it. So uh, what else? It's also the, the caulking lever is on the left. So if you're competing, you can keep your eye. So you can just bang, 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 yeah. Right, and that, they've been improving. That was quite harsh at the beginning. They took the criticism, and now, from what I hear, it's a lot, no, not from what I hear. Mine's actually a lot smoother than the original, and I hear that the new, new one is even better. Wow. So how, how, what, what sort of kind of shot count do you get with that? At what power, if you don't mind? Uh, no, no, I don't mind at all. I think... I had it shooting just around 940 feet per second or so, and that's with the 25 grain monster or redesigns, you know. Redesigns, yeah. Yeah, GSPs. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. So that's got, that's got some poke on it then. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that, yeah, that'll take your eye out. Yeah, on the, on the books, it says it can do 65 foot pound. Holy hell. 65 and it's only a little gun and it's only a little tiny top uh it's it's a medium but it's a proper bullpup so it's got the barrel starting all the way out here and it's you know it's got quite a little bit of length to it they're smart aren't they i'd like i'd like one of those i definitely would like one of those actually as it goes it's, it's one of those ones where I, I look at the videos you see a lot i mean i see lots of guns and i'm like uh, yeah, uh, and then you go oh oh i like that and that that's one of the ones I just really quite fancy one of those. So you, Roger, you have you have zero like extreme kind of events, like nothing nothing high power there. Uh, for air, for well, air gun, no, nothing really. But we will do. We will be soon because there's a company. Oh, so a new thing starting up called GBPRA, which is Great British Precision Rifle Association, and they're going to be doing like extreme HFT. It's the same thing as I guess EBR and RMAC, you know. The hundred yard stuff. How cool would it be to link up with the United States, like have that link up with AOA, what they're doing. Yeah, that'd be so great. Chris, Chris, I told uh, Roger that you shot a caliber gun at uh, EBR last year. How did you get on? Oh, uh, fairly well for being my first time. Uh, you know, you do get the jitters. 
it's what it is. I've never done it before. It was my first time. I'm not home practicing all the time. And I had some technical difficulties as well. Other than to, you are not allowed. And I did not read the rules how I should have. But uh, you're not allowed to shoot at the 50 yards with 25 caliber. And I was ready to shoot my 25 caliber. And I was told you're, you'd be disqualified. So uh, I had to borrow, uh, much to my dismay, on FX. And uh, then, hey, now. Oh. I, I, I can tell you, hey. Oh. I, now, let me tell yeah, you. Come on, come on. Let's have it. <laughs> I, I got a video of that, and nobody gave it to me. I paid hard cash for it. Nobody sponsors me, by the way. So, yeah, I owned an FX before, and if you want more on that story, just go watch my video on it. Um, there was so much passion to that video that it's my longest video to date at about 30 minutes. Anyways, um, yeah, no, um, I did fairly well. I got off some good shots, but I did have technical difficulties that were not necessarily the gun. They were me. I totally screwed up. I'm not saying that the gun would have won me the competition. No, I'm not that serious of a shooter. I'm sure there's probably better guns out there, but um, I did have troubles and I learned, but I, I had a blast. I enjoyed it and I met a lot of folks. Oh, yeah, brilliant. yeah. So are you going to do an EBR this year or, or next year, whatever it is? It is this year and I have every intention of going, but you know, life, I have three small children or, you know, growing children and re a real job, um, et cetera. So playing it by ear. Uh, well, I wish you the best of luck. What gun will you be taking? Because you can borrow my FX if you want. Uh, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> and I know, and really, to be clear, and for anybody watching this to know, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that use the FX brand, and they love them, and I've seen them. Even uh, Orion, he uses the uh, FX. He's got one of the Mavericks, and he swears by it. And that's a guy, if you're going to look at all these people that are out there blabbing their mouth on YouTube, if you want to know somebody that you can trust with their opinion, Orion, you can trust him. He's a good man. He's a good dude. He, you can totally trust him. And he's got it, and he loves it. He says it's very accurate, repeatable. But I got burnt, and the, the best I got out of everybody that I talked to in .177, they are hit or miss. For me, they were mostly, for me, they were mostly miss. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. Uh, but to answer your question, I do intend on taking the RTI to the competition. Y yes, yes. I, I bought that gun specifically for competition. I don't have any need for that gun otherwise. I, I would be using it once every five months if I kept it as a personal gun. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my goodness. See, I mean, the thing is, that the lovely thing, I mean, I talked to Tristan, or I bore him rigid about it, and the fact that you guys can just walk into an air gun shop and go... Yeah, I'll have that great big high power gun. No problem. They go, there you go, done. Whereas here, you have to jump through hoops. You have to say, you know, you have to say why you want it, why you need it, you know, give valid reason. What's your favorite boy, boy's own song, right? You know, if you're a desert island, what three films would you take? You know, and then they, they ask you a, a whole bunch of questions. And you're like, what? Just, I just want it for competition. They go, oh, no, I can't have it then, right? Because you can't have it just for competition. There has to be a valid reason. It's like, Oh, please. But then if you get it on a target license, then you can have a competition. But can you go hunting with it? Of course you can't go hunting with it because it's on a target license. And it's like, what the hell? Seriously, so difficult. But I mean, say, I, I do envy you guys just going, fancy another gun. I'll have a RTI. Yeah, lovely. Take that home. Wallop. You know, and, and, and you know. But you, you, mentioned, you mentioned something interesting and it's, you know, it's a give and take on a lot of things. Uh, we can, I can walk within a radius of my house to quite a few um, gun shops. And by gun shops, I mean powder burning. And yeah, and you know, there's plenty of them. I can just walk in and purchase. It's not, you know, willy nilly. I mean, you do have to have a background and you do have to, you know, be allowed to buy a, a firearm. But uh, I can't just really walk into an air gun shop. The nearest thing to me is a business about uh, an hour and a quarter from me. And that is Georgia Air Guns, Charlie from Georgia Air Guns. Otherwise, I'd have to order 
I'd have I'd have to order uh from Utah from Utah Airguns or or from you know Airguns of Arizona whatever the other the other so, shop. <clears throat> we're gonna talk about lizard people. Oh, listen, right? What's your view? <laughs> so we want to know um, your opinion, Christian. Yeah. I mean, Airguns done right. Tick. Right. Now tell me about Roswell. Come on, we need to know. <laughs> okay. Okay, Chris, Christian, I don't believe in aliens. I believe there's a possibility. I don't believe in them. Roger here, he's like Steven Spielberg incarnate right in front of us. He just he really a big 100%. believer. No, I'm not. Um, I mean, I I don't believe necessarily that the the whole alien things having to, been to Earth and set up a headstone. Uh, is that how you call it? Head head headstone over there in the uk oh stonehenge stonehenge Stonehenge. which which incidentally i'm still mad at my uh step what do you call her stepmother-in-law i was in the uk i got married in the uk by the way just a little a little piece of trivia i i got married in a little town called meriden uh england which i hear is the center of the uk not far from birmingham oh yeah 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 Funny, yeah, funny notice, notice I didn't say Birmingham. No, I said Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah, that's right. Because it, it makes me laugh when you guys come over and go, I've been to Birmingham. I'm like, it's Birmingham. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah. Less but I, I, saw, I saw wanted to go see the, you know, the stones. Stone yeah. um, that's, that's a drive. I was, that's a long drive. I was not able to. But anyways, I don't believe in, you know, the aliens coming here and setting up humanity and things like that. What? And an arcade, uh, they did all of it. What are you talking about? But it's a big, 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 big universe. And are they out there? Maybe. See, Roger here is ready to credit them for the development of PCP rifles. Oh, definitely. Definitely. They came out. They came up with the Harper reg for the day state. There's no two ways about it. So I think what we need to, what we need to do is when we go off camera, when we don't need or you can edit it out or whatever, you can ask Roger here to turn around and let's see about the probe. <laughs> I'm not a Thursday night, thank you. <laughs> See my my I told Roger Christian that my FX was the hot sod and he got he got all fed and he goes, Oh it's the hot sod. He's he loves them supposedly. Oh, I like them, I do. I think they're good. I really do. And uh, the, th the ones I've used have been really, really good. They really have. And But again, I've used other FXs that have been dire, absolutely dire. But then I've used, oh, I won't mention that the actual, what what incarnation of a gun that Daystate made, but it was not the easiest one to tune by any stretch with a computer on the back. It is horrible. The thing, though, is every every manufacturer has some bad guns, right? They but do. What's the, the problem, though, I think what Christian vocalized with that model of what is a Wildcat it was a Wildcat MK2 and 0 0.177 fact. Uh, so I think that like what you vocalized in the past was that it was a known issue or like a lot of people have experienced that issue with that specific caliber. That's no bueno, but... It happens though, doesn't it? As you say, I mean, you know, some guns have come out. I mean, everybody's been guilty of it, you know. Um, Air Arms brought out I, I, the one called the FTP 900. Did you ever see that? No. It was it was a real F F T gun, yeah, not H F T. So it's the you know, yes, yes, I have, yeah, right. I, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. To say, what's the model again? F T P Foxtrot Tango Papa nine hundred, right? That's what it's F T P nine hundred. Yeah, F T P nine hundred, right? Anyway, so they brought this out, and it was like uh, one of my friends bought one, and then went, oh, got it home. They filled it up at the shop with air, obviously. Got home and was like, oh, I can pull it through, zero it, and get it going, put a scope on it and zero it. And he went, no air, build. Took it back, and they went, well, let's fill it up again, and literally filled it up, and it just leaked, right? And he went, oh, right. I went, don't worry, because it's sub-12, so you can exchange it. So they exchanged it for another one, took that home, exactly the same thing. He had five. Yeah, none of them worked. Okay. Now, I shot one. Is it? Is it this guy? Yeah. That's the one, yeah. And it was, it looks really nice. I've got to be honest. Yeah, um, it looked really nice. It was multi-adjustable, very, very accurate when it held air. But uh, uh, we were at the World Championships. They're all ready to go. And this one of the guys sat next to me, sort of thing. We just haven't, like, just having a sort of couple of, couple of like, uh, you know, cans of Coke or whatever before we actually start the, the round and the cigarette and stuff. And I went, can you hear a snake? 
And he went, no. I said, I can hear a snake, right? And I could hear this, right? And I looked, I went, what gun you got? He said, FTP 900. I went, it's leaking. He went, no, it's not. And I honestly thought it was a snake because you could hear it hissing. Looked down and this, it was just terrible. Those guns were diabolical. But if you've got a good one, very, very accurate. I mean, super accurate. I got a, I got a question for both of you. Worst mishaps at a competition? And I'll start with Christian. I know you had one. Um, I've got to say that one was I, I went to zero the gun in at the practice range, which is off to the side. And, uh, and to do so, I took my scope and I lowered the power all the way as I could so I can get in close and then I can go out. I did that and I was on point. I was really happy. I came to the 100 yard, uh, no, I'm sorry, the 75 yard competition the first day. And I was so, you know, my nerves were on edge, whatever. I was focusing on not shooting the other guy's target, et cetera. And I didn't realize that my scope was on low power. And I kept shooting out there and hitting the target. I actually missed a whole row of targets because of my mishap, my uh, inability to recognize that I had done that. Yeah. And then you, but you had the magazine, the magazine issue too, right? Yeah, the magazine, but uh, even that, I don't consider that to be the biggest mishap. Uh, that was a technical issue with the gun, the cricket's uh, caliber gun. They are brilliant guns. I mean, they are very nice guns. However, they're not on some things fit and finish. You know, the that last half a millimeter, sometimes it's not the best. So the magazines, they have to sometimes be reduced a little bit. Well, I brought a brand spanking new magazine, and when I went to put it in, it wouldn't, it wouldn't fit into the oh, breach. No. So, yeah. But it's okay because the gun could just be uh, easily, you know, oh, single loaded. Single loaded. Yeah. It's got a pretty wide, you know, port. So I was just able to push them in. That was not Thank a problem. Yeah, that was not a problem. Okay, Roger, you're on. So the because I am an idiot, um, I was setting up a 2.2 uh, BSA. It was a BSA Hornet. And I was setting this gun up because uh, I usually shoot 177, but there was a 2.2 competition. And I, I quite fancy myself in a 2.2 competition. Anyway, so I would set the gun up and the scope wasn't right. So I moved the scope forward a bit on the rail, the, the dovetail, yeah? And I went, yeah, no, I couldn't get it right. And I was in a hurry and I went, yeah, that'd do, right? So the first shot on the round was a standing shot. So I picked the gun up out of the, pa out of the bag and I aimed at it, bang, got the gun. Sorry, got the, got the target, target fell down. And as I pointed the gun down, the scope just fell straight off, <laughs> right? And my friend said, well, you're screwed. I went, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roger that indeed. I mean, just, I mean, I think, I, th I, think, I think two words. Yeah. But it, that was not good. That wasn't very good. So, and also, I'll tell you what else I did. Um, so stupid. So an HFT in England, you can, you can have whatever magnification you want. But once, so you set your magnification, most people go between seven and 10 or seven and 12. And you adjust your parallax, right? Because the target's between eight and 45. And so what you do is you, you go sort of 22, 23, maybe 25, depending on your eye. So once you've set it, you can't touch the scope anymore. You can't dial, you can't do windage, you can't do magnification or parallax, yeah? So you just set your scope. Anyway, so I'll, again, because I'm stupid, we were shooting, we were like on the practice range and I was shooting 40 yards, my zero, and it was all perfect on, on uh, seven and a half, sorry, eight and a half mag, Parallax was on 25, it's perfect. And my mate goes, can you get that clay at 90 yards? I went, yeah, of course I can, hold on. So change the parallax, right? Wound the mag up and we're shooting this clay at 90 yards, right? Yeah, brilliant, I was well happy with it. It was like really, the gun was going, the, the rapid air weapons, it was going superbly. Anyway, they go, they blew the whistle, right? Come on, competition time, lads, finish your tea, let's go. So anyway, got to the competition, right? Walked down into the woods, went, right, lovely. They went, right, go. So you can't touch your scope again. And I picked it up, and it's on 15 mag, yeah, and 90 yard parallax. I'm like, oh, damn, right? So when you're shooting an eight yard target, it's a bit blurry. It's a little bit blurry. And that's right, so I parallax down to about 22. So I want to see a 25 yard target. 
I want it I want it blurred at 12 but okay at 13 right and I want it out to sort of 27 that's 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 what I want to see and I can sort of you can sort of do the rest but when it's when it's at 90 that's kind of hard that's kind of hard right yeah so I didn't score well that day weird that turns out you can't work for NASA either I am no Stephen Hawking that's for shizzle. Better a guy by a basketball though. There you go. I, I still think we haven't talked about aliens enough. I'm re- seriously. I, uh, I I got nothing on that. I don't believe in them. So you're the you're the you're the you're the alien Gandalf here. Right. Sit back and relax, lads. Right. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> Roswell, 1954. No, I'm not going to do that. It's a really good. It's a really good story. Um, now I'm dead interested in that sort of stuff. I'm, I'm interested in. <clears throat> I'm interested in it because you can't say either way. And there's always a good argument for either way, you know. I can say either way. I can say that they don't exist. Hey, listen, EBR, you were there, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I was coming from the range, and I saw the guys, and I'm walking up, and I see them all chit-chatting on the phone and whatnot, and I didn't know who they were talking to. And I come around the bend, and I see your ugly mug. That's me. (laughs) I was there. Oh yeah, you were. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then so yeah. I mean, I was doing uh, like yeah. We were just doing um, just having a chat with them and that. And we we had a, what did we have them on? I can't remember what it was now. I think we did a Sunday night similar sort of thing, just Sunday evening chat with you guys and that. And it was brilliant. And Nor was on there. You know, um, the Dollar Sportsman. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's a super cool guy. I really like Nor. And um, it's really funny because like Nor's quite religious and you know very settled, and then you've got Joe sat next to him who is like the devil incarnate, you know. And, and, I, and I said to Nor, I said, "How how the hell how the hell do you go even near that man without melting?" You know. <laughs> oh, he's so funny. I love Joe. He's such a funny guy. The the funniest comment when he was on the podcast uncensored when I did, but uh, the funniest comment that he made was the he said, you know, they didn't like the he was talking about pyramid air, I think, but he said. They didn't like my reverence to midges. <laughs> he's brilliant. He's just, he just makes me laugh so much. Every time I phone him, I go like, hey, how you doing? And he's like, hey, Raj, well, and I'm like, yeah, I'm really good. How you doing? And he just comes out and he just, I just listen. I just sit there and laugh. He's just the funniest guy. He's so funny. But the thing is, so I was talking to Joe the other day about Armac doing Armac. And I said, oh, well, this is happening. I'm not sure about this. Not sure about that, whether I'm going yet or not. Da, 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 da. And while I was on the phone to him, nor phone me. Yeah, and uh, that was I said. Oh, listen, I've got to go because Nor's phoning me because I've got to have a quick conversation with him. So he's gone. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll catch you later. I'm driving anyway. I'll see you later. And then oh, so bad. And then I I phoned Nor back, and instead of going, "Hey, buddy, how you doing?" I I, I use an Americanism. What up, mother? <laughs> right. <laughs> And it, I'm sure he's going like, <gasps> and I went, no, I'm so sorry. I've just been talking to Joe. And he went, I know, let's explain that. I could get it completely. But it was so embarrassing because I just went, yo, what's up, mother? You know, like, oh, dear. Not good. Not good at all. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> what a dope. But yeah, no, they're, they're good guys. They're good guys. And, then, you know, there's a lot of them. I mean, like, do you, I mean, who do you travel with when you go to EBR? Is it me? Yeah. Oh, I, I went by myself from Georgia, but when I got there, I was at the house with Joe Ria and... Um, Dave Corder? Uh, yeah, Dave, Dave, super guy, Dave. Yeah, he's um, a nice guy. Funny well, looking, the, funny house, the, last, the last time we were there, it was Ton. Ton was there with us yeah. and... Um, John Bogakis? Gotcha. John, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, John was there quite a... It was like seven of us. I just right now having a brain fart. Can think of everybody. Brian. Brian was there. Ink shooter. Yeah, ink shooter. So, Brian. It's so in the evenings played chess, you know, talked about Russian literature, that sort of thing. They talked about their feelings. They pulled the Galahad. The Galahad, right. Now you're turn with it. Go on. You tell me how you feel. I, I popped in for one minute and talked about Winston Charles. <laughs> Winston, yeah. Winston Charles. I mean, what, what were you... I couldn't believe that. When, I, when you said that the other day, I'm like, Winston... It can't be talking about Winston Churchill, surely to God. You know? Okay, get this, Christian. He Googled it, like, to see, is there anyone potentially named Winston Charles in all of human history. Not a single person. I, I couldn't even be wrong like a little bit, like one person out there. I couldn't believe it. Winston Charles. I'm like, who? What the hell? What? 
Oh, that cracked me up. If I if I have another son, that's going to be his name. You've got Charles. to. You've got to. Definitely. <laughs> Someone's got to be named that. <laughs> Hey, let's talk about let's talk about uh all the pseudonyms in the air gun industry i think it's funny like you you know just like i mentioned like ink shooter like we know we know him by ink shooter more than we do by his actual name you know intensity 22 like people if you had a shirt that said intensity yeah. 22 like i think christian is like one of those people that like every single person in america that shoots air guns knows christian in one way or another it's kind of weird and i don't i don't really try to get out there too much i'm just you know interact with folk and ask questions and get involved that's really it i'm not like uh i'm not like nor there you know nobody's sending me the new alpha yeah. screw, screw yeah, no bad, bad, whatever <laughs> you know. but you're happy with that yeah i'd be over the moon they didn't send me one <laughs> <laughs> thank you for not sending me one what a result please no <laughs> they're not they're not sending me they're not sending me the brand new power block tuner super duper Flex my flexi barrel drinking straw gone either. That, that kind of annoys me actually because I would like that. That's that I would I would say yes please because I think the new was it made of tungsten or something, isn't it? Oh I have no Is idea. It, the tungsten, oh the tungsten spring or something. There's there's a load of new parts come out and these the, the eight hundred barrel which makes me laugh because the FX is a ballpark, so it's a small gun, yeah. And and like the, the day state safari has got the longest bar in the world they could they used to joust with them in the back in the day oh okay okay right. but fx 800 millimeter barrel have you seen that thing that, i mean that thing <laughs> i saw that meme where there's like a 20 foot long barrel did you see that yeah. <laughs> i mean seriously you could use that for pole vault you really could you know that's like i was thinking what's that what's that sport the horses where they go at each other with the, the, literally just what i said Jousting, what? literally, just, oh, jousting, literally yeah. just made that joke. <laughs> Sorry, Roger, I never I, listened to you. So, to my <laughs> well, why own. would you? you know? <laughs> now, now look, I, <laughs> I can be bought. Well, not bought. I'll say the truth about the gun. But if they send he, me, he just let it out of the bag. He's like, please, please, if, dear God, buy if me. If <laughs> they send me, if they send me an M3 with the power block and the doodad this and the flexi barrel that you have to stiffen up a little, I'll take it. I'll shoot it. And if it shoots as good as you know some of the other guys, I'll I'll give it I'll give it props. Oh, uh, no, yeah. they they seriously they are good. Uh, you know, and but like everything, you know, like you get nice women, horrible women. A, a lot of them are horrible, but um, you know, but you do you get you get just different straights. Just just the way it goes, and you get like you know a decent car like like Ferrari, Lamborghini. You get some really bad ones. It happens. And, and sometimes you get a Galahad for life. You know? Oh, but you imagine that? You've been Galahaded, right? You know. <laughs> Why is it the British are so hard on their own crap? Like my grandpa, he hated British cars. He said, never buy one. What, what do you British think about cars? that, Raj? Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, he said they're not reliable. That's what he Oh, yeah, a lot of them weren't. Yeah, back in the day. I mean, now, I mean, so what we got? We got the Noble, which is like a little sports car. really nice. M600, they're really nice uh yeah i mean there are there are english cars out there but german vw or italian obviously the ones to go for um but uh you know i, I think yeah the uh, ideally get a german car you can't go wrong can you bmw or, or or yaris you know yaris with the deer in that the, oh well i mean the, with the deer leg yeah. on the front yeah that's always nice i mean with the that's extra that's extra but how is your car have you mended it yet no, I still got. I still literally have deer crap on the side. So you haven't even cleaned it. No, That's, not at all. I uh, take pride in your work. Nice, nice to see. What, what kind of car do you drive, Christian? Yeah, I actually don't drive a car. I drive a truck, and I own a Toyota Tacoma, and uh, it's a four four wheel drive, four door Tacoma. It's you know, it, it does well for me. Now I did. You might you might like this, Roger. I uh, a couple. I'll tell you a couple things about cars. Um, I drove for about five years, a convertible Miata, Mazda Miata. Oh yeah, yeah. Superb yeah. little car, drives. Did you, I mean, did you, the only thing is with those Miatas, yeah, I mean, a lot of the hairdressing products were getting stolen at the back at night. That's the only problem. <laughs> no, I, I, And they should have had a sticker saying, no, no hairdressing products are left in this car. I absolutely <laughs> loved the little Miata, it, 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 it drove great it, it was a phenomenal little car but um i did listen or listen in or uh whatnot to your last 
one of your episodes, you were talking about uh, the Miami Grand Prix. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Formula E, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been there. Were you, were you I've there? I've been there in person. Oh, well, I worked there, yeah. Um, it was great. I mean, had I known you, I could have got you huh. in the pits and, and yeah, you could have walked around. That was stuff. quite a bit ago, though. It was, yeah. yeah. It's good fun. And my, it's matter of fact, matter it. of fact, later on in life, uh, one of the racers, I don't recall exactly, I want to say, I, I, I'm actually not even going to say the name, but um, the driver, he had an incident on the course and he got brought into the hospital I worked at. Well, that was the Miami race. Yes. Well, okay, because I looked after the safety at the Miami race. So I looked after all the doctors, nurses, paramedics, medics, helimed, the whole lot. So I'd have dealt with that. Yeah, well, no, I mean, when were you there? The, the very first one in Miami. Uh, this was back in, I don't remember. I don't remember the year, but it, it, it was quite a while back. It, it, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah. So it was about eight, 20 eight years, years ago. Eight, about 20 years ago. Oh, 20. Oh, what? So it wasn't Formula E. It wasn't. Was it Formula E or Formula One? Don't know. It, it was the Miami Grand Prix. Oh, right. Yeah, because I work with the, the FE, the electric. Uh, the oh, electric no, 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 no. These, these were motor. Oh, right. Yeah, no, no. I don't know that. So what's the di what's the difference? The Formula E is electric. Electric, yeah, it's full electric. It's like a Formula One car with an electric motor. It's really good. I, I love it. I love it. And I think I, I like the racing. I really enjoy the racing because there's so much more overtaking, and it's a strategic thing. It's really good. But again, with with the undercut in obviously Formula One now, it's it, that that's. I mean, I think Formula One at the moment is. Uh, I can't. I can't miss it. See. See, I, I just noticed something. We all three have glasses. All three have matching headphones. And all three, yeah, headphones, glasses, and hat. Now we just need the, we need the Daredevil shirt, you know. That's, that's what's missing oh, yeah. here. Yeah, let's do are you that. Talking about, are you talking about Deadpool? Deadpool? Yeah, yeah, he's, oh, Deadpool. Daredevil, Daredevil or Deadpool? It's, oh, it's not Daredevil. It's Deadpool, yeah. I can't believe you got that wrong the whole time. See, I've never really watched either. Yeah. You didn't watch Deadpool? They're, they're all blurred. I didn't really like Deadpool that much. I like Ryan Gosling. I just didn't like Deadpool. But he wasn't in it. He's not? Yeah, he no. is. No. No. Oh no, Ryan God. Gosling. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. No. I, just pulled, I just pulled the Charles Winston there. Winston Charles. <laughs> I like Ryan Gosling. Actually, I don't think I like him that much. <laughs> Seriously, I, I wonder if, you, if you're watching something and your kids are watching something and you combine the two sometimes, you know? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You lunatic. What's your favorite movie, Christian? Um... Favorite movie, I don't know that I can pick one specific, but I can tell you a couple really, really good movies I enjoyed. Um, for me to tell you a movie is good, it's really, I mean, to me, you can say it's a piece of crap, but um, it's quite a few movies. Um, definitely enjoyed Deadpool uh, as the comedy that it is, okay? Brilliant. Um, life, life is Beautiful. The Italian, oh, that's a good one. The Italian movie, Life is Beautiful. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've seen it. That's like top five for me, definitely. Uh, that, it's an amazing gun. Uh, a gun. <laughs> amazing gun. Amazing movie. Are there, are there any spaceships in it? Uh, no, there aren't. There, there aren't any. It's actually, and I, if you're going to watch that movie, I highly recommend. I'm out. Don't even. I'm out. Listen, don't even read about it. Just go watch it from the beginning and wait, wait for, wait for it, like they say. Just wait for it. It'll blow you away. Is it set in Roswell? It's not, is it? <laughs> not interested. <laughs> uh, World War II, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, Pan's Labyrinth, have you ever heard oh, of that? That's a good great. one. That's great, really great, good. great, phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal movie. American yeah. Beauty. Oh yeah, that's a good film. That's okay. American Beauty for me uh, was, you know, is it Kevin, really Kevin Space, Kevin, Spacey. Yeah, he's. I mean, I, on a personal level, I don't know anything about it, but the movie was really, really good. It really, it really got me. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll watch a movie, but I don't follow these people in real life. They're just not, you know. You're missing out, Christian. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's, that's I'm, life I'm sure. right there. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That's Roger's like daytime job. I mean, seriously, I've just got to, you know, get Hello Magazine and just read it and things. Right, who's doing what? What's Ryan Gosling doing? Has he made another Deadpool? <laughs> Has he ever made a Deadpool? No, never. Has he even seen the film? <laughs> no, he hasn't. Right? He doesn't even like Deadpool. Yeah. Also starring Winston Charles. Um, das, another another great movie. Uh, if you've ne- I don't know if you've seen this one. Das Boot. Das Boot. Oh, that's such a good yeah, movie. Yeah, that's good. Das Boot. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Great movie. Well, you know, that's Wolfgang Peterson, though. He's a he's a funny director. He did Never Ending Story. I rewatched that recently because my kids and all. Yeah, you know, the one where he's riding the dinosaur, like not dinosaur, but the dog that's like a dragon. I rewatched it just because I was like, oh, I'll, I'll kind of vet this for my kids. It's the weirdest movie. Like, you'd have to be on crack. Have yeah. you, do you ever see a film years ago called Dark Crystal? The Dark Crystal. That's a similar sort of thing. That's a good film. That's a good. You should watch that. Don't let the kids watch it. It's a little bit, it's a bit weird, but it's a good film. It's like, oh, um, what's the geezer that did uh, the Muppets, which is Jim Henson. He did all these things like, yeah, yeah, they're really weird. And yeah, but that's a good film to watch. (laughs) So I'll be quiet now. Sorry. Oh, Christian, Christian did a lot of lobster hunting back in the day or fishing, I should say, but. Oh, wow. What did you say? You obviously got all the lobster by hand. Yeah. No, I think. Hunting for lobster and actually fish is more proper what I did because even though I did go out fishing off the boat with a fishing line, most of the time I spent my time underwater, literally, literally hunting underwater. The lobsters by law, uh, the law here is you've got, you cannot shoot them. You've got to catch them alive and you've got to measure them, make sure that they measure to spec. And if they're too small or or if they have stretch a row, them. Just stretch, just stretch them. <laughs> yeah, they kind of have a hard, hard carapace, so you really can't can't get away yeah. with that. But but yeah, you gotta yeah. let them go. They will yeah. they will charge you uh, a lot more and a lot more seriously for hurting or catching an undersized animal here than sometimes even you know committing a serious crime against a human really wow hey right okay my question have you seen a blue lobster uh, no those are the kind you're thinking about the main lobster right with the no balls. no no oh no no the the they off the isle of man yeah there's blue lobster right because someone told me that i went are you on crack right and they went no no seriously and they are and they're beautiful blue they're really lovely color I've seen a couple blue ones, but at least here in the United States, they're up in Maine. These yeah. are what's known as um, Florida spiny lobster. They don't yeah. have any claws. They just have these uh, antlers and feelers, yeah. and yeah. they're they spiny everywhere. They just have little spines, and uh, you have to have gloves to catch them because they'll poke you real good. Have you, ever, have you ever got pinched? Oh, yeah. I've gotten bitten by them before. They've, oh, they bite. They have um, like these two molars, if you will, underneath, and they sort of crush their food like this and grind it. Well, I got a particularly large one one day that wanted to get away, so I put it close to my chest so that it, you know, it wouldn't, I could use my body to hold it. And it bit the fire out of me right in the center of my chest right here. Oh, damn. Yeah. So Christian, you've done iguana hunting with Orion. Why don't you tell PETA, PETA member here, Gandalf PETA. <laughs> See, I, right, can I just say before you start? So yeah. I, I, I figure that I, I've seen these iguanas and I go, oh, they're sweet. They're not, then I take it. Uh, no, no, it's not, it's not that they're harmful per se. They don't go out biting people and things like that, but they're not indigenous to the area, kind of like your grays, right? Your gray squirrels. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't jump on you and like, ah, right? But, not often. Not but, often. But, but they are not native and they are causing havoc on your native species of the reds. Absolutely. Well, there's okay. no reds left hardly at all. Okay. So uh, what happened is uh, a while ago, people thought they'd be a cute little pet to have. And inevitably, they start growing a little bigger. They start throwing them out into the Everglades, into the woods. Yeah. You know, they start meeting each other, mating. This took several years, maybe a decade, two. I don't know exactly how long it took, but at a certain point, you're driving through Miami, South Florida in general, and you're driving and you're like, oh, look, they have iguanas. 
And the next thing you know, they are everywhere. Well, they dig in the dirt. They uh, cost specifically where Orion uh, hunts them. They've cost over $10,000 in damage to the local uh, tennis court because they find something like the cement. Uh, it's on the edge of the bank of a uh, water canal. Yeah. And they start digging to make their dents in there while they weaken the, oh, and the yeah they weaken the cement and the next thing you know the cement collapses breaks you know and they they start you know digging holes everywhere eating the fruit you know just and there's just way too many of them uh there's a guy out there that caught them and opened one up that was uh with eggs and that was like i don't know 30 eggs and they made uh, all the time well, we'll give so the they're yeah well uh, <laughs> Roger's taking notes from the iguana, like, and they do this and uh, dig under tennis court. <laughs> so, uh, so they're really causing a problem out there, then. Yeah, I mean, they're everywhere. They just, uh, you know, eating gardens, digging holes everywhere. You can easily fall, much like you know. Why do you kill your rabbits out there fun, in the paddocks? No, no, <laughs> no, it's not because because the horses are breaking. Oh no, their they legs. are. And and the, the funny thing is, uh, I was shooting today actually, and uh, there's there's this massive paddock, and it is riddled with rabbits. It is like rabbit central. It genuinely is. And I've said to the person now, I said, "Look, do you want me to shoot the rabbits?" And they went, "Why?" I went, "You've got a bunch of horses in here. It'll break the legs. This, that, and the other." He went, "No, be right." I'm like, uh, so. The funny, the funny thing is that uh, the the authorities, the game wardens and whatnot, uh, they did not want anybody shooting the iguanas because they were, you know, wild animals and you can't shoot them, et cetera. They were protecting them. I guarantee you that at some point there was an iguana that went into a senator's garden, wife's garden, ate her prized tomatoes, and the next thing you know, they are like, kill them all. Yeah, do them. <laughs> so, but don't now. Isn't there another thing about that? Because uh, I watched a program a while back about snake hunters. Yes. And uh, and people are getting these like these exotic snakes, and they're getting too big, and this, that, that and the other, and they're just they're same. Just Everglades wallop. Have that then. Same and difference. You, and you got and you got some big snakes out there, like yeah. proper big snakes. Right. You know. Uh, and and like yeah, he was catching these little ones, and I'm going like, well, yeah, they're probably yeah, they're probably indigenous. And this python was about forty-seven foot long. No. It was enormous, mm-hmm. and it obviously it was like you know, it, it was obviously a um a pet yeah that's just been let go. This thing, it was absolutely incredible. I mean, do you, yeah, re- do you remember that case, Chris? Chris, I don't know if Roger to keep on on this because American uh, news, but remember that case that murder that happened with the guy that killed. The girl, their YouTube stars, they were traveling throughout the United States. He killed her. Yes. He went back to Florida and then he went missing, right? And everyone's yes. like, how could he just go missing? And it's like, it's Florida. You go out 20 feet in that forest anywhere in Florida, your body can just be hidden under the water and just decompose yeah. real fast. Obviously, he offed himself, but um, everyone thought he had gone on the run to Mexico. They were saying, oh, he's, he's going out to Mexico. He's a survivalist and everything like that. I, I was like, oh, this guy's actually pretty ballsy. Turned out he just went in his backyard, basically committed suicide. No one even knew. Yeah. Uh, matter, of, matter of fact, I actually um, vacationed. That's I, I went on a holiday for you. Thank you. I, yes, sir. I was, I was literally looking at I went, vacation. I, I, uh, yeah, I went on a holiday down there, and unbeknownst to me at that moment, I was the house that I was staying in, the area that I was, was only just right down the road from where uh, the, this all happened, and the guy killed himself. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, we ought to do like a like a Florida trip. We should get a bunch of guys to meet up there. And have and instead of doing a competitive trip like EBR, like RMAC, where all these guys show up, we should all show up in Florida at a given time, have a good hunt, and then go down to the Keys and just have some fishing and stuff. That'd be really fun. I am down for that. I'll catch you some serious because lobster it, It's down the same there. thing as this podcast, right? Like, everyone wants to hear about air guns, but an hour of it, everyone's like, ah, I kind of need to break this up a little bit. But if you're talking about a bunch of rubbish, people have a grand time, and they, they listen to a little bit of air guns, they 
you know, hear about Roger loving aliens and all that. And there's not enough trials. aliens. By the way, there's no, there's not enough aliens. But there's I think that if we, child. if we did a meetup where everyone met up in Florida, had a good air gun hunt, and then stopped air gunning, went down to somewhere like Key West, and just had a fun time where oh, we're all just wow. lobster hunting, fishing, doing other stuff. You know, it's like a good, a good time because all these air gunners they want to do other stuff together. We all have that in common, but. You know, not everyone wants to just uh, only shoot every single second of every single day. Oh, no. All uh, these air gunners are going to be writing hate mail to me. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm down. I'm down for that. If I can find the time, I definitely do it. That'll be lovely. I, I, I love Florida. I worked out there uh, in Winterhaven uh, for a while, uh, water skiing. Yeah, it's been yeah. water skiing, like barefoot water skiing, a um, long time ago. And like all around Lakeland and stuff is so cool, such a nice area. Um, and yeah, there's loads of like gator stuff there. That's right, gator tails and stuff. Really, really lovely. And the fishing out there was really good. Like largemouth bass. Yeah. You know. Have you have you ever been to um what's that lake that I like, Christian? The bass lake. It's oh, right, right uh, you're talking about the one down by where my father in law lives? Yeah. Don't by recall Pal- the name. Palatka. Palatka. Palatka is the city just above it. Yeah. But it's just just see. below Palatka, yeah. It starts with a C. It's not. I, I can't, I'm uh, mixing Crescent, it up with them. Crescent Lake. Crescent, yeah, Crescent City. So Crescent Lake. I mean, that's. I think it's Crescent Lake, but that's a massive lake and supposedly bass capital of the world. So that'd be a cool place to go. Oh, yeah, I I, I started out as a young lad uh, fishing in the lakes and catching the largemouth and stuff. But then when I moved, I moved to the uh, literally right to the beach and. Uh, I bought a boat, and once I discovered the ocean and the oh, reefs yeah. and all that, I <clears throat> yeah, yeah. There's nothing oh, like when you hook up when you hook on a sailfish. Oh, that's... they go, do they? Yeah, yeah. I was I was at the Seychelles a few years back, and um, yeah, we went sort of deep sea fishing. I mean, I, I've done it everywhere I go. I always go deep sea fishing. I just love it. I think I, I hate to say this, but I think I'm I like that more than shooting. No, that's not true. It's not, it's not, it's not, no. But I love it. I mean, deep sea fishing is just the business, you know, like with be it for, you know, trolling. I just love that and jigging and all that stuff. It is just the best. I absolutely love it. Yeah, cobia, like bluefish, you know, tuna, wahoo, all that. Just absolutely glorious. It, look, it looks like St. John's River actually fits into George, Lake George and Crescent City in some extent. That's kind of cool. See, that's the thing about Florida is all those tributaries and everything fit into all the lakes. That was great. Yeah. When I, we worked there, um, you get in the boat in the morning, and if the wind's going that way, you go to those lakes. And if the wind's going that way, you go to those lakes. There's always a lake that's just sort of like flat okay, calm. Okay, Rod, Roger, you got to tell Christian my idea about Troll and Dana, the, the video series that we, we think we're going to do together. Oh, right. Dana right, Webb. Yeah. We're talking about Dana Webb. You know, you know Dana, yeah. Yeah, Dana yeah, yeah, Webb, yeah, yeah. Right? So he's yeah, such a cool, cool guy. So... Yeah. Christian, Christian, so yeah, so 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 Tristan came up with this idea, and he said like, you know, this trolling thing, right? Because like, you know, we're always trolling. Yeah, they, we always talk about trolls and what have you. We're the ultimate trolls. I mean, oh well, yeah, we're, we're always <laughs> doing barbecue, grilling. Oh yeah, Christian, yeah, Christian we're... is like the ultimate barbecue troll. Oh, he, he always tags me. Yeah, you said about that. Yeah, you mentioned it. So um dana did this thing on survival guns yeah and like you know these guns will they survive will, yeah, will they do yeah. it you know turns out and, fx doesn't make it you know no weird that um and so he basically beat the living out of these guns okay right so we went we're gonna do that we're gonna do that so we're now gonna do right <clears throat> we're gonna troll dana and we're gonna definitely definitely right <laughs> Okay, I told I told Roger, I said, we got to get the same white rope. You know, some of the imagery that you saw in Dana's video. But we're just, we're, you know, I'm going to do it in my Yaris. I'm going to tie a white rope. <laughs> I think I'm going to buy like a gamo rifle, like something cheap, like a $100 rifle. But be all serious about it. And I think we're going to have to tie like they won't survive. But, oh, we're um, definitely going to do that. I think that so funny. I, I got to get a rifle for that. The Ruger Impact. It's the, I have, uh, hey, I have a gamo that you can totally have. Worthless. Yeah, He's it, worse than an FX. Worthless. Oh. Just worthless. So oh, chest pains. Chest pains. We'll be all serious about. It. I'll tie. I'll tie it around. I'll drag it around with the with the the gamo driving behind it. <laughs> Roger's gonna do the same thing. So we're gonna pan back and forth on their Definitely. two videos. 
I'm, and, uh, I'm just gonna pull the soap on the rope behind my truck, <laughs> and then I'm gonna I'm gonna swing the the gamo off a cliff, some some momentous <laughs> cliff, and then the very end of it, we're gonna be brushing using our toothbrushes on, you know, <laughs> on the air, kind of cleaning it up. I, I don't know. Do you think it's gonna make it? I think, I think it's just salvageable. <laughs> We've got idea. I think that'd be so funny. Yeah, make a proper serious video out of it. It'd be really good. We and we gotta be deadpan face like uh, yeah. So I I I hope my hope is that people don't realize that we're not being serious. I hope they think we're being serious. And like right in the in the comments, like you copy Dana, you son of a gun. Yeah, yeah. Plagiarism and all that. Oh, it'd be so funny. Christian, do you have a hard? Did you have a hard time adapting to American humor? Is was it very different than Cuban? For me. Yeah, because Americans don't get a lot of humor, you know. No, no. I mean, well, the, the thing, no, no. The thing for me, I was uh, a young man, a young boy when I came. I was ten years old when I came from Cuba, so I learned English at a very early age, relatively. So I English is almost my native language, and um, it took me a minute to get uh, British humor. I used to watch quite a bit of uh, British. Um, comedy shows uh, in my time, um, ma'am, uh, madam, madam, are you being served? Oh, are you being served? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah we, yeah. my, my, my family, we loved sitting on the TV uh, in front of the telly uh, on telly, Saturday yeah. and in, in Saturday uh, evenings, and we would watch uh, Benny Hill religiously. You see, right? This is the thing, right? Okay, this is the strangest thing because um, when the first time I was like, I was back. 18, 19, I suppose I went to America the first time on my own, like like grown up. And this guy uh, that was at the ski school with me, he goes, do you watch Benny Hill? I went, no, it's horrible, right? And he went, man, that guy's too funny. Went, he's, not, he's not funny at all, right? And, and I just didn't get it. I mean, because I was like, what? And they, they, these Americans thought it was hilarious. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. But... There's a massive divide, I think, right, with English and American humour. It's just, it's, they're both funny, but they're on both different, two different levels completely, you know. But was, Benny, but was Benny Hill not British humour? Or just not that it, dark humour that you're like... I love well, Ro I, Roger I, I thinks that. he's objective, uh, he's the objective filter for good humour versus bad. He's, he's sitting on his cloud of judgment. And, <laughs> I'm literally on the cloud of judgment now. Um... <laughs> Thank you very much. Duty fear of around in a minute. Um, no, I think that that it, it's the world portrayed Benny Hill as English humour when I don't think it was as well received in England as it was around the world. But but you get that with a lot of shows. You get some stuff from America that the Americans go, oh, I don't like that, and us English go, us English guys go, whoa, we love it. Like what show? Give it I can't think of anything. Nothing oh. springs to mind. Literally to say Winston, nothing. Winston Charles. There you go. Winston Charles. No, but you know the you know. Don't the, the the American Office, yeah, you know, like the Office, that's the such a horrible show. It's oh, just diabolical, but the English one is just insanely good. It's so well written. The the, yeah, the lines are amazing. The whole thing is just perfect. It's like I think it's perfect humor. I think Richard Gervais is just an absolute thing. So, I I'll tell you, I'll tell you though, in all in all due seriousness, I'll tell you this. I think that being able to get jokes. Is the ultimate um, understanding of a language. I love languages. I don't, you know, know a whole lot of them, but I, I love learning about languages, and I am actually trying to learn other languages at this time, right? But uh, if you can listen to a joke in Spanish and laugh, you know that you've pretty much yeah. almost mastered the language. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing for the British English and. American English, um, currently learning Russian, and um, I hope that, yeah, we, you talked about that on the last, but I'm, seriously, I've been learning, I've, I've been learning Russian for a couple of years now, uh, not that I know a whole lot of it, but I've been doing it, and uh, I intend to learn around another five languages or so. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd, um, I had a German girlfriend years ago, and um, and she was a really pretty girl, and she played violin beautifully, beautifully. And uh, she came in the room one morning playing the violin with a nice pair of earrings on, pretty much nothing else. And she said to me, yeah, you like all this? I went, oh, hell yeah. And she goes, you're going to learn German? I went, yeah, yeah, 
Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And no, you know, it's like these things. There's nothing like a little motivation, huh? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> but it worked. It really did. And so what I did was, the way I learned German quickly was I watched Die Hard, because like, I know the words of Die Hard. And I watched this film in German, and I know that film. You know, like, you know films that I know in English. And you sort of go, oh, well, that means that. And Oh, okay. And then it just, just worked. And then I started watching this thing called uh, Liebstrasse, right? Love Street, right? It's like a sort of a... Um, a soap at lunchtimes, yeah, and I started watching it, and then I got into it, right, and it was really good, right. But you know, and then it's like, it why was... did he break up with her? I know. <laughs> Were you listening, <laughs> listening into our Ramstein? Vas, sorry, Vas. Were sorry, you? What was that? Were you listening into Ramstein? Ramstein, yeah, I like them. Yeah, yeah, no, I do, I really do. Yeah, I think I th it's, uh, some of the music. So I was in Berlin. I sort of like, lived on and off there for three years with her. And it was great. I love, I mean, love Berlin. I just love that place. It's such a cool place. And we had a really cool place out there. And it was literally just on the edge of town. So it was like the U-Bahn straight in five minutes here in the center of, center of Berlin. And that's where it happens. And what I couldn't understand was that nothing's open until 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, what's going on? You're like, you want to go out for a drink at nine? They're like, there's hardly anything open. So we don't open until 11. I'm like, 11? I'll be in bed by then, hopefully. And um, all being well. <sighs> And uh, yeah, so and it's yeah they go out at eleven o'clock at night and they party until six seven. It's like oh my god, you know, but it's great fun. It really was. I did look like I've been on heroin right when I came back to England. <laughs> like, just so tired, and I thought I was practically nocturnal. But um, yeah, it's it, it, it's brilliant. And once I could sort of interact with people and talk to them, and again, you're absolutely right with the jokes thing. Once you get jokes, yeah, because. Um, and German's quite a hard language. It's like, you know, it's not so, like Italian's very, very vocal. It's very, sorry, very soft and lovely. And when Germans tell jokes, I think because the first time I went to her parents for Christmas, all I was sat there, I didn't, I knew nothing in German other than Achtung Spitfeuer, right? Which, you know, again, that's not helpful. And um, uh, joke, didn't get it. No, carry on. Um, so then, <laughs> thank you. So, um, so what happened was that I said, I said like, geez, what's going on? They're really having a go at each other. And she went, no, no, they're telling jokes. And I was like, oh, <laughs> right. And seriously, you know, and I really thought they were having a row. I thought it was like, well, it looked like, it looked like uh, Hitler yelling at his subordinate. It, it really did. But they're all they're telling jokes at each other. And I'm like, really? And they watch a thing uh, on is it New Year's or Christmas. It's called Dinner for One. Have you heard of that? Never. Right. Google it, right? You've got to Google it. Basically, there's this, this eccentric millionaire woman, very old, and she has a butler, right? No, no, and she's sharp. <laughs> so, um, and he basically, she she talks to him because she's senile, and he has to pretend to be all the guests, and he's drinking, 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 and it's like, you know, and it's called dinner for one. It's a very, very thing. Germans think it's hilarious and it's on repeat from about eight o'clock in the evening till god knows what time dinner, <laughs> dinner for one should be the title of every single man's life yeah absolutely exactly. right he's exactly right totally agree but I thought, he was, I thought he was talking about the table for one for a minute there no no but say, it, honestly it's um <clears throat> it's again it's english or is it american i can't remember english or american and the germans love it and i'd never even heard of it well, on on that note, Roger, I know you love love talking about soap operas, but I think it's time to wrap up. Let's right give on. a last last word to each of you. Got to cut. I got to cut Roger off. All right, I'll be quiet now. Sorry. All right, last Sorry. word, Roger. Go I'm ahead. Done. I'm done. Don't even do this. I'm done. <laughs> talk amongst yourselves. I don't care. <laughs> talk to your new friend. Talk to your other mate. <laughs> yeah, Christian, you want to say anything else to the audience? I'm I'm good. I'm uh, happy to be here. Um, good to talk to you, and hopefully, you know, I can convince you to come out to lovely uh, Arizona, and um, maybe you know you should get one of those uh, mail chain things and the helmet and all whatnot. And... You know, if we do ever do EBR, including Roger, we ought to camp. I think it'd be cool. What is it with you and camp? I love camping. Well, on that note, let's end it. Right. Thank, thanks, guys, for coming on, and I'll talk to you guys later. Later. Take it easy.
Thanks for listening to another episode of the Atlas Air Guns podcast. Make sure to like with a five-star rating, share, and subscribe. Have a question? Email atlasairguns at gmail.com.